Peace be upon you. God willing, today I wanted to talk about Ramadan because that is the month that we are observing right now. Um, for those who aren't familiar, Ramadan is a uh, the month by which we fast. And we fast from dawn all the way to sunset. And we do this for the entire lunar month. And um, God willing, this uh, podcast we're going to talk about where did Ramadan come from and then how do we know when it starts and when it ends. Uh, surprisingly, there's some controversy every year about when does Ramadan start and when does it end? So inshallah, we're going to try to uh, shed some light and clear that up. So all of the uh, religious uh, practices that we follow in submission, they all reside from uh, Abraham. Uh, Abraham's religion is submission. And um, in 2.135, we read, Submission, Islam, Abraham's religion says, They said you have to be Jewish or Christian to be guided. Say we followed the religion of Abraham, monotheism. He never was an idol worshiper. Um, all religious practices that we observe uh, come from Abraham. Uh, the fasting for Ramadan, Zakat, Salat, Hajj, these are all practices established by Abraham. And Muhammad and all the uh, prophets after Abraham were commanded to follow uh, the religion of Abraham and these rites that uh, Abraham founded. In 16.123, we read that Muhammad was a follower of Abraham. It reads, Then we inspired you, Muhammad, to follow the religion of Abraham, the monotheist. He never was an idol worshiper. Uh, 395 say, God has proclaimed the truth. You shall follow Abraham's religion, monotheism. He never was an idolater. 4125, who is better guided in his religion than one who submits totally to God, leads a righteous life according to the creed of Abraham, monotheism. God has chosen Abraham as a beloved friend. Um, and again in 6161, it says, say, my Lord has guided me in a straight path. The perfect religion of Abraham, monotheism, he never was an idol worshiper. Uh, and 2278, we read, Abraham, the original messenger of Islam. So it says, you shall strive for the cause of God as you should strive for his cause. He has chosen you and has placed no hardship on you in practicing your religion, the religion of your father, Abraham. He is the one who named you submitters originally. Thus, the messenger shall serve as a witness among you and you shall serve as a witness among the people. Therefore, you shall observe the contact per salat, give the obligatory charity zakat, hold fast to God, he is your Lord, the best Lord, and the best supporter. So from these verses, we see that the entire religion of uh, submission uh, stems from the religion of Abraham, strict monotheism. And uh, in the Quran, it discusses the, uh, the concept of uh, fasting. And it's only in a few verses uh, from chapter 2, 183 through 189. And it reads, uh, 2, 183, it says, fasting, emphasized and modified. The verse states, O you who believe, Fasting is decreed for you as it was decreed for those before you that you may attain salvation. So this shows that fasting has been around prior to Muhammad and obviously it's been around since the time of Abraham. And in 284 it reads, specific days are des designated for fasting. If one is ill or traveling, an equal number of other days may be substituted. Those who can fast but with great difficulty may substitute feeding one poor person for each day of breaking the fast. If one volunteers more righteous works, it is better, but fasting is the best for you if you only knew. So we see here a lot of people, they have questions about, oh, you know, what if it's, uh, you know, you're ill or you're a child, uh, do you have to fast? What's the criteria? And God tells us that he doesn't want to make the religion difficult for us. Um, if we're ill or traveling during the month of Ramadan, God says we can substitute days that we missed uh, afterwards for the days that are missed. And if it's uh, with great difficulty, we can actually substitute by feeding poor people for each day that we can't fast. 
So this is the criteria. God doesn't want to make the religion difficult. And God willing, in future podcasts, we're going to look at the spiritual and the physical benefits of fasting. And those are absolutely phenomenal. In 2185, it continues, Ramadan is the month during which the Quran was revealed, providing guidance for the people, clear teachings, and the statute book. Those of you who witness this month shall fast therein. Those who are ill or traveling may substitute the same number of other days. God wishes for you convenience, not hardship, that you may fulfill your obligations and to glorify God for guiding you and to express your appreciation. So again, we see this emphasized that, you know, if we're ill or traveling, um, that we can substitute days for the days we miss during the month of Ramadan. And in 2186, it talks about uh, how mo- uh, Ramadan has been modified since the revelation of the Quran, and then also what constitutes fasting. So 2186, it says, When my servants ask you about me, I am always near. I answer their prayers when they pray to me. The people shall respond to me and believe in me in order to be guided. Uh, 2187, permitted for you is sexual intercourse with your wives during the night of fasting. They are the keepers of your secrets, and you are the keepers of their secrets. God knew that you used to betray your souls, and he has redeemed you and has pardoned you. Henceforth, you may have intercourse with them, seeking what God has permitted for you. You may eat and drink until the white thread of light becomes distinguishable from the dark thread of night at dawn. Then you shall fast until sunset. So I'm going to read that part again. It says, you may eat and drink until the white thread of light becomes distinguishable from the dark thread of night at dawn. So basically we fast and then it says, then you shall fast until sunset. So we fast from uh, sunset to dawn is when we can eat. And then from uh, dawn to sunset, we're fasting. And it continues, sexual intercourse is prohibited for you if you decide to retreat to the masjid during the last 10 days of Ramadan. These are God's laws. You shall not transgress them. God thus clarifies his revelations for the people that they may attain salvation. So from these short amount of verses, we see what does it, you know, where did Ramadan come from? It came from Abraham. Uh, what, we, what do we do during Ramadan is that during this uh, month, uh, and it's a lunar month, um, and we'll get into that, uh, that we fast, that we don't eat or drink uh, during daytime. And that's from uh, dawn till sunset. We're going to uh, not have any water no food, nothing uh, until sunset, at which point we can break our fast. So there's a lot of, uh, some debate about, is it, uh, when do you break your fast? Is it at sunset or is it when it's completely dark outside? And the word in the Quran in Arabic is layl. And layl means both sunset and it means night. And the simple understanding here is that night starts at sunset. And we see this in 1778 when it talks about the contact prayers. It says, you shall observe the contact prayers a lot when the sun declines from its highest point at noon as it moves towards sunset. So again, the word is uh, night and it's also sunset. Uh, You shall observe the recitation of the Quran at dawn, reciting the Quran at dawn is witnessed. And again, we see it in 3831. It says, one day he became, so this is in regards to Solomon. It says, one day he became preoccupied with beautiful horses until the night fell. Uh, And again, this is in regards to sunset. So we can break our fast at sunset. We don't have to wait until it's pitch uh, dark outside like some people do. So what's interesting is that the following verse, after it talks about Ramadan, uh, it uses the expression basically, uh, don't enter through the back door, which is an idiom in Arabic, which translates to the American idiom or the English idiom of do not beat around the bush. And it's talking about the phases of the moon. So in 2189, it says, they ask you about the phases of the moon. Say, 
They provide a timing device for the people and determine the time of Hajj. It is not righteous to beat around the bush. Righteousness is attained by upholding the commandments and by being straightforward. You shall observe God that you may succeed. So in the footnote, it says the literal Quranic idiom says, do not enter the homes through the back doors. The question about the phase of the moon is an example of beating around the bush. There are bad ulterior motives behind this question. And what's really fascinating about this is that just about every year, there's major controversy to when does Ramadan start and when does it end. And you see that it's like, oh, in India, Indonesia, it starts one day late. And in Pakistan, it starts one day early. And in you know, uh, Argentina, it's different. And people are always up in arms to when does Ramadan start. And God tells us that it's straightforward, right? Uh, it doesn't require any witnessing of the moon. And we have the scientific uh, information to determine when Ramadan is going to start today and a thousand years ago and a thousand years in the future. Uh, it doesn't change. Uh, we can calculate this. We have naval observatories that tell us exactly when the lunar moon starts. And from then we can determine when Ramadan starts. So in 2133, it reads, and he is the one who created the night and the day and the sun and the moon, each floating in its own orbit. Um, so we, we realize that we don't need to go and wait until someone in Pakistan you know, sleeps on a hill to be able to witness the moon to start the month. Uh, the verse itself says those who witness this month. It doesn't say anything about witnessing a new moon. So the Quranic uh, calendar, the Islamic calendar, uh, it's based on the lunar month. So what is a lunar month? A lunar month is approximately 29 and a half days, uh, which is the time it takes for the moon to orbit completely around the earth. What's awesome about this is that it causes the shift in Ramadan by about 10 to 12 days each year, meaning that each year Ramadan is going to get shifted by about 10 to 12 days. So ultimately, in a span of about 360 uh, years, we'll be able to fast every single uh, calendar month uh, of the year, meaning that we'll fast when it's uh, fall and the nights are very uh, long and we'll fast in the summers when the days are really uh, long. So this basically shows that we're doing this to, uh, that we, we trust in God and we will uh, serve God and observe God's rights under all conditions, not just when it's easy, when the, uh, the nights are long and the days are short, but also when the days are long and the nights are short. And it shows our commitment to God. And it really, it shakes out those who aren't absolutely committed to, uh, to God's word. And the beginning of a lunar month starts with a new moon. Uh, during the moon's orbit around the earth, when the moon is between the earth and the sun, and all we see is the dark side of the moon, uh, that's called a new moon. And the new moon basically is once you shift from that stage, is when you basically start the new calendar month, uh, the lunar month, with the contingency that the new moon is uh, before sunset. So if it's before sunset, the new month, uh, lunar month, starts the following day. In 7116, it says, He designed the moon therein to be a light and placed the sun to be a lamp. And in 10.5, it says, He is the one who rendered the sun radiant and the moon a light. And he designed its phases that you may learn to count the years and to calculate. God did not create all this except for a specific purpose. He explains the revelations for people who know. So again, God is telling us that he created the sun and the moon 
that the sun is radiant and the uh, the uh, the moon is just a light that it's reflecting the sun's light and that it's served as a uh, mechanism by which we can count the years and to calculate. So where did we get this idea that we have to physically see the moon? Um, you know, by definition, a new moon is not visible from the Earth as sun's light is shining only on the side of the moon, not facing the Earth. Uh, as the moon continues to orbit around the Earth, it starts forming a crescent. This will be minutes after the new moon, even though the crescent will not be visible for several hours. Uh, in some traditional Islamic countries, you know, Muslims do not start fasting until they can see the crescent in the sky. In those countries, people who sight the crescent first may also be rewarded. To get the reward, some people camp on hilltops where visibility will be the best. So this is the link that, you know, they think that in this modern day and age that they still have to see the crescent of the moon with their own physical eyes, which is pretty absurd. I mean, we have all the technology, we have GPS, we have cell phones, we have the internet. Um, we can calculate exactly when the new moon happens um, <laughs> in years in advance, and it doesn't require any debate. Uh, so, you know, is moon sighting necessary? It says, God gave us scientific knowledge to determine exactly when a lunar month will begin and end. Therefore, there's no need to try to sight the crescent of the moon to start uh, fasting. Uh, you know, you can go to any observatory, the Naval Academy, uh, pick up just about any newspaper, and it'll tell you exactly when the new moon starts. So in 696, it reads, At the crack of dawn, he causes the morning to emerge. He made the night still, and he rendered the sun and the moon to serve as calculation devices, such as the design of the Almighty, the Omniscient. 3640, the sun is never to catch up with the moon. The night and the day never deviate. Each of them is floating in its own orbit. And in 55.5, it reads, the sun and the moon are perfectly calculated, right? They're perfectly calculated to the point that we can determine exactly when the new moon starts. So what is an Islamic day? Uh, the Islamic calendar is based on the lunar calendar. It actually starts with the night. If the new moon occurs before sunset, you fast the following day. Um, and this determines the beginning of Ramadan. So to determine what Ramadan uh, or the lunar month begins, we need to know mainly two facts. The first is the time of the new moon, and the second is the time of sunset in that given location. Even though the lunar month theoretically begins with the new moon, in practice the month begins on the first sunset following the new moon. If the new moon time for the month of Ramadan is before sunset, one starts fasting the day uh, at dawn, so the following day. And if the new moon is actually past sunset, so let's say sunset is 8 p.m. and the new moon is at 8.30 p.m., then the particular night is considered to belong to the last day of the previous month uh, of the Islamic calendar. Therefore, even if the new moon time may fall before dawn, the first day of Ramadan does not start until the next sunset. So someone starts fasting the following day. And the same is true for the ending of Ramadan. So we use the exact same idea. If the new moon starts before sunset, then that is the last day of Ramadan. And if it starts after sunset, we fast that additional day, and then the following night, Ramadan is over. So let's take an example. Let's look at Chicago, Illinois. It's a nice central uh, location. And um, let's see, you know, when does fasting start according to Chicago? So the new moon in Chicago according to its local time, is at 9.05 a.m. on June 16th. And sunset is on uh, June 16th at 8.28 p.m. 
So therefore, because the new moon is before sunset, that means that the following day, you're going to start fasting, that that sunset is the uh, trigger for um, Ramadan, and then the following day you fast. So the first day of fasting, according to Chicago, Illinois, is June 17th. Now, when does uh, Ramadan end in Chicago? So you do the exact same calculation. You say, okay, the new moon, it starts on July 15th at 8.24 p.m., right at sunset, which is also July uh, 15th, 8.24 p.m. So therefore, the last day of fasting is at uh, July 15th in, uh, 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 in 2015. So that basically explains when do we start fasting and when do we end fasting. You can do this exact same calculation with anywhere in the world. Pick any region, any country. The only pieces of information you need to know is when does the new moon start and when is sunset. And from that information, you can determine when do you start fasting and when do you end Ramadan. Um, and it's super straightforward. So in uh, the western part of the U.S., Canada, Mexico, um, you start on June 17th and you finish on July 15th. And if you're on the eastern, eastern part of the U.S., uh, so just beyond Chicago, uh, you fast from June 17th to July 16th. And this also holds true for Europe and Middle East and Africa. And um, in the eastern parts of Asia, uh, it's from June 18th to July 16th. Uh, and then that's also true for Australia and New Zealand. And again, anyone can do these calculations. It doesn't require a sheikh or an imam or you know some scholarly figure to tell you when these start and when they end. We can do the calculation ourselves. We can go to the Naval Observatory, we can look at the local newspaper, calculate exactly when does the new moon start and when does sunset uh, start. And then from there, we can determine when Ramadan starts and when it ends. And this is why it's very specific. It says, those who observe this month in chapter 2, verse 184, it's because if we're fasting the day before Ramadan or the day after Ramadan, we can't say that we're fasting in Ramadan because at that point, it's no longer Ramadan, irrespective if some individual has seen the crescent or not, we go by the math, the science uh, behind it. So that's the uh, the podcast. God willing, in future podcasts, we're going to talk about the spiritual benefits of fasting and the physical benefits of fasting. And then also one of the greatest uh, events in the uh, for all uh, submitters, the Night of Destiny, which occurs on the uh, 27th night of Ramadan. And inshallah, we'll look at the uh, the math and the science behind that. And it's absolutely phenomenal. I know this episode's a little dry, but it's something that we have to uh, to understand, to know our religion is we have to understand, you know, how do we, uh, when do we fast? Uh, when does Ramadan end? Why do we fast? And all this stuff. So God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got any comments or questions, hit us up at Talk at gmail.com. Uh, and also check out our Quran study notes at QuranStudy19.com. Until next time, peace and God bless.